0: Welcome, everyone, to House on Fire, and Austin Oaks Church Parenting Podcast, where we talk about all things parenting for every phase. Our desire is to help you raise the next generation of believers to be simply about Jesus. And today, we have the Smykla family on with us, Peter and Rebecca. How are you guys doing?
1: Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Glad you guys are here. And uh, before we jump into the topic that we're going to talk about today, just tell us a little bit about each of yourselves, whatever information you want to tell us. Going all the way back to birth, or whatever you choose, and uh, about your family. Um, I'm I'm Peter
2: and Rebecca. Uh, we have four kids: um, Adam, who's 16; uh, Elijah, 15; uh, Julianne, 12; and Samuel, 10. I'm impressed. Uh, hey, you got them all uh, right. I'm very impressed. <laughs> uh, anyway, we uh, we met back at uh, the old church site. In the singles ministry.
0: 35th and Red River? Yep. Okay. Man, I did not know that.
2: And yeah. uh, got married in 2001, right after the, I
0: guess it was right, it was right before right we before the, church. Okay. the church. Okay. Like this place was like a forest at that point or yep. whatever, right? Kind Big of. field. Okay. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And what do you do for a living, Peter? For work? I'm a test engineer with
2: NXP. Okay. So semiconductors. Okay. And yeah. it was Motorola and then Freescale. So I've been, that's why I came to town. Back in 94. Okay. And a friend of mine introduced me to the church back then, a college friend, and I've been here since. Cool.
0: Awesome.
1: Well, and I was an engineer in a past life. I I graduated from Kansas and I moved down here to take a job with my Oh,
0: yeah. The only person I know outside of Texas or outside of, I guess, outside of Kansas that went to KU. Uh, Anyway, because I grew up in Kansas. As you guys know, my neighbor. They went to KU as well? Yes. Oh man, my wife's like a diehard Jayhawk fan. I took her to a a game one time and I realized the sinful nature of the world sitting in the student section at a KU basketball game. They were waving the wheat and a whole lot of other stuff. And I heard more F bombs in that stand. And I was in in high school and I'm like, these people are going to like, these refs are going to get killed. Like if they, anyway, so sorry.
1: It's a wild time yeah but it's fun
0: <laughs> yes so uh was an engineer
1: yes and i i like to say i retired yeah When adam was born I, there was no way i could figure out how to do both oh, man. things well at the same time yeah without losing my marbles and so yeah um i haven't that's, I guess I can't really say that I haven't worked a day since then because it's been a lot more work than that job ever was to me.
0: Yeah, you have four full-time jobs, so <laughs> it, it's easier than Peter's job, I'm, I, I would say.
1: It's, it has different challenges. Yeah. So I uh, Now, even though they're all in school, I'm still home at slash running errands slash yeah. chauffeuring, all of that stuff, so that hopefully we can keep our weekends and evenings yeah.
0: for our family. For sure, yeah. Good deal, I love it. And what areas and at Austin Oaks you guys serve in, or have served in in the past, and so that way for those who are listening, if they run into you, they're going to be like, "Oh, you're you're Peter, you're Rebecca."
2: So right now I'm uh, helping out with the uh, third, third through fifth grade uh, boys. Okay. And
0: uh, I'm assuming that's a, a eleven o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. Correct. Okay.
2: And pre pandemic, I've also played tuba in the orchestra.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay, all right.
1: He, he's, he can do the Veggie tail song like a boss.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> I wouldn't go that. Far. Oh man, you should have brought the tuba up. Now that I know It's in the other building. Okay, a, pre, a, a future podcast. <laughs> well, okay, awesome. I love it. And Rebecca, what about you?
1: Well, I serve in the, the worship ministry. I've done that for gosh, twenty years now. Something yeah, crazy.
0: Yeah, uh, piano, right? But do you play any, is there any other instruments that you specifically play?
1: Well, once upon a time, I played guitar for the singles class. Okay. I haven't played it in so many years. Yeah. Might as well not play it.
0: (laughs) For sure. No, very cool. I love it. Well, so today, kind of the topic we're going to talk about is family values and education. So um, I guess by law, I'm pretty sure every state you have to go to, your kids got to go to school. A certain age, it's like by law. So I, we don't, which is a good thing, I would say. Um, and there's lots of options for education, especially in Austin. I've actually not, maybe it's because I have kids now when, I, when we moved to Austin that I'm more aware of this, but I've not ever been aware of a town that's had so many options for education, um, as Austin does, which I think is good. You know, so we've got private schools, we have public schools, we have uh homeschool, we have homeschool co-ops, Um, charter schools. Um, and I'm assuming there's a few other blends in there that I'm not thinking of. Um, you know, we have a a deaf school here. We have, I can't remember the name of the school, but there's actually a school in town that's like world renowned for, um, uh, dyslexia. Um, we Mm -hmm. have we've had a student in the past that would go there. Um, so anyways, lots of options. And so, Kind of for our time we want to talk about uh kind of for you and your family, like the family uh values that drove your guys' decisions and uh the reason you chose the education options that you did and the reasons why you didn't choose some of the other options. So so we'll just kind of dive on in. What which education options were you for um when it came time for your kids to be in school? Like what were you guys thinking um that they were gonna be in as they were, you know, getting to school age? (laughs)
1: You're wanting me to feel this way. Sure, you do. Okay, well, I do remember when our oldest was going into kindergarten, we had a newborn and a two-year-old, three-year-old. Goodness. Yeah, that's Um, a lot. Yeah, I was (laughs) kind of (laughs) stressed and very tired. And I remember feeling a lot of pressure to choose a private Christian situation, whether it was a homeschool or a partial homeschool or a private school because that's what good Christian parents do.
0: Now, were other people in your life like? I'm, when my wife is in MOPS, I remember when we were picking a car seat option, and it was like some of her friends were paying nine hundred bucks for a car seat, and I'm like, "Love, I don't either. I love our kids too much to say no to that, or I don't love them enough. Either way, nine hundred dollars for a car seat, uh, that's not wow. going to happen. So, so those, so anyway, the, so she kind of felt like that pressure a little bit from some of the moms she was hanging out with. So was it other moms or was it like church world or, you know, what was kind of causing that pressure a little bit? I don't know if there was uh, pressure in that sense. Um,
1: it was more of an internal pressure, I think maybe
2: comparing. Yeah. Okay. And you, want, yeah. you want the best for your kids and all yeah. that. And so, but I remember doing the math just uh, for us personally. Um, I think we had three at the time when Adam was, and we were like, well, we don't know where we're going to stop. We don't know how you know How many more kids are coming? And so I started doing the math, and I was like, uh, you know, four or five kids times private tuition, yada, yada. This isn't going to work very well. And so – No. And then we knew – we happened to actually know from our, uh, I guess, Mother's Day out past, we had some contacts to the public schools in our area, and we knew that they were – we got some good recommendations. Or some – they were pleased – they were pleased with that.
1: There our, were perspectives that gave me peace about yeah about going
2: in. That the quality. Dead. And our neighbors had gone through the public schools around us. And we had talked to some people. And we were like, yeah. okay, this sounds, it sounds like there's a, a quality education here. And uh, and so that, so we didn't have any problem with it at that okay.
0: point. So like at that point, like public schools, I guess, was any school option on the table? like or like you're like nope we're not doing private because it just costs too much and you're gonna have lots of kids so th- that private was kind of off the table i'm assuming right
2: yeah it, it pretty much was
0: and was that pri- if the finances were would have been not an issue would you have still said that
2: i mean we could have made it work but um but given that the that we had had recommendations or that we had had people say that our public schools yeah. were good yeah then yeah I'd, yeah uh I didn't see the point of trying to stress to make it work.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: And, and we both are a product of public schools as well, having grown up, you know. But, you know, of course, school isn't now the same as it was yeah. when we were kids.
0: Yeah, it's very different. But did you guys consider homeschooling or, like, a homeschool <laughs> co-op at all? No. Reg is like, no way. Like, Well, and you've got tons of kids. you got kids pulling well, on and, your legs and all day. That, and at that point, yeah, we
1: had a newborn and a and,
0: yeah.
1: a and a three-year-old. So that I didn't see how that was going to work. Yeah. One of us going crazy.
0: Yes, I would agree. My wife homeschooled Paisley for kindergarten. We both had this debate. Like, she's like, we need we need to send Paisley to school for, um, or kindergarten for socialization, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, how much does it cost? Because it it's free if you're under a certain income, um, where we're at. And it would, I mean, it would have been like a hundred bucks. I mean, something like that a month excuse me. And I was like, no, we're, we're not going to do that. Like she, she goes to church. She like gets a lot of socialization and we incorporated her in most of our conversation we have. So, but I remember like, so she homeschooled her for kindergarten, which was great. It was fun. But now, I mean, it, yeah, there'd be, it, it'd be very, the education would not be the quality that they could get, <laughs> um, at our local elementary school due to the other uh chitlins pulling other on legs factors. and other factors so <laughs> so you guys were really open to most options well i guess really this public school was like what you were thinking like this is going to be what makes the most sense for our family way back then when you guys were trying to figure it out you yeah. had great wisdom from other people and you know and i i tend to be more in line with you peter if i even if i made an extra two hundred thousand dollars a year i don't i don't know it just seems like a lot of money um to send yeah, that's just that's a hard thing for me to swallow. Um, even if it was half the cost of what it really is, even that I'm like, well, I just personally, I'm I just would struggle with that like crazy.
2: Well, and especially like I said, given the option that we that we had another viable option, yeah, that was uh, I, I didn't see that that the added benefit for us was was worth it. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: it would be a different different thing if our well, we've learned some things along the way since then. We yes. did not really know anything at that point. Yeah.
0: Now it, let's say your opinion of public school, then Adam, your oldest is getting into school. And let's say the school system is the way it is now back then. And obviously retrospect, you know, you, the Lord directed you guys, you made the decisions you made. It's great. But if you could go back and both the school system was the way it is now, would you have put them in public school? that's hard It's um, really hard yeah and and i guess and and why like what value would drive you saying it's hard um
2: I or don't know. it would We're, be hard we'll get into this later yes. but uh, yeah some of the the agenda that we've seen in uh the public schools particularly in in austin um, there we've met lots of great individual teachers yeah um yeah, we've we've been impressed with a lot of things about public schools, but the overall agenda of AISD—the fact
1: that they're just now trying to—they're now they're trying to get sex ed for kindergarten through second grade established yeah. this year—and yeah, yeah, there's so much there, and it's so subversive at this point mm-hmm. in the district.
0: Yeah. Um, now let's say this, tough. and we'll we'll we're going to talk about this, but it, like let's say the sexuality agenda wasn't on the table at all would your viewpoint of public school right now be more like it's not that bad it's it's more okay is it really is that the only aspect um that would really cause you to have a bad taste uh of the public school system or are there other areas as well
2: that's definitely that's what, a huge that's one. the top one yeah um yeah
1: there have been other issues that we've discovered later in in other grades that have yeah. Made our life interesting. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say in the early grades quite yet.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. All right. So what, what value drove you guys to put your kids starting off? Because um, they went to public school for most up until this past year. Or, oh,
1: they're still in public. Well, That's right. The
0: older two are still in public school. So, so what- I guess. Yes. Well, I guess
1: it's not traditional public, uh, traditional public school. Yes. Well,
0: how about you tell us where the, where all the kids are right now in, in school? Like what, uh, which schools and all that kind of stuff.
2: Okay. So Adam and Elijah are both at Austin high. Yeah. And they've been with AISD the entire time. Um, Julianne and Samuel, that's uh, sixth grade and fourth grade. They are both at Valor public schools. Yeah. It's a charter school. Yeah. That started up a few years ago. And, uh, so Julianne's been there two years now, and this is Samuel's first year. Okay, and, and so um, yeah, that's where they are now.
0: And I don't really so the di- I don't really know the difference between um, like a like a charter school and a Christian school, or even a like like I think I think most people know what a public school system is and what Christian private schools are. But like what 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 is like a a charter school like Valor like. Not the school specifically, but schools like that, because I I just that's a new concept to me.
1: Yeah, and it's a growing one here as people find people find dissatisfaction with the traditional um, school district. There are more and more charters popping up for you know for various reasons. Yeah, Uh, it still gets state funding. Okay, but there independent of the local school district. Okay. So, so kind of in a district of their own, they okay. are still accountable to the Texas education agency. Yeah. Um, they still, all those kids still have to take the star yeah. testing and uh, there's no religious affiliation at all. Yeah. It's still publicly funded. Now yeah. the different charter schools do have different ideology that governs mm-hmm. their curriculum
2: and the way they run their school.
0: For sure. And is it free, Right.
2: It is they get state funding, but they say I think for Valor it's like a, they say they quote like a twelve hundred dollar a year gap between the actual cost of okay. educating the kid and uh, what they get from the state. So they, what's the word? They politely I don't know if they request, but anyway they let you know about that need and okay. then but by no means if you can't pay it or yeah. don't, you don't pay have
1: it. to and and corporations will will jump in and match and yeah. things yeah. like that too cool. until they will get sponsors and yeah. Um,
2: and Except I'm assuming be able to offer it tuition free. Yeah, it's, okay, it's very low. There's okay. no pressure at all. Yeah, just, they let you know about the need, but they don't. Yeah, hassle you.
0: Okay, cool. And is it like, um, and like can anybody just apply to go? Right, I'm assuming. But I'm assuming they've got like a waiting list or a checklist. I a mean, Lottery. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's okay. A, it's a lottery. Okay. Cool. Awesome.
1: But if one kid gets in, then the other one. If you've got siblings that you okay. want to bring along, they get bumped up in priority. Okay. So, yeah. But that's why we didn't pull both of our younger two from Austin ISD at the same time. Gotcha. Because Samuel spent a year on the wait list.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know, and that I, we learned when we fostered twins that actually foster kids in schools get bumped almost to the top of the list. I'm um, not in every school, but but that was kind of a thing that we were learning when it came to um, like acorns to oaks at the church and other programs within the city, they kind of make a priority for foster kids, which I was like, Oh yeah, that, uh, thing. that is a pretty, so anyway, so th- the, that, that's cool. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. That I was just, cause I know most people know what public school is and private and, um, you know, and there's obviously a homeschool and even the homeschool co-ops, like there's more and more of those where mom and dad do some of the education or maybe a majority, but then they go to a location to have a, for math or an area that maybe mom and dad just are like, yeah, I don't really know. Like there's numbers with the letters and I don't understand. And I mean, that's how I would be. So, <laughs> um, so cool. Um, so what values drove, um, the education options that you chose for your kids? Cause I've, I've learned in life, every decision is a value decision. Like, and it, now sometimes those value decisions don't line up with scripture, which I think is a sad thing, but we would pray and hope that especially as believers, we would make decisions that are honoring to the Lord and there's a biblical conviction there. But, um, so what deci- values drove your guys' decisions, um, in terms of the education for your kids and not expecting you to speak for all parents for, you know, just cause sure. if I ask this question to any parent there's going to be so many options and so many values. And, and so just not asking you guys to speak for all parents, just to clarify.
2: Well, I don't know how to, I mean, the value being we want our kids to get a good education and then we'll talk more about values later, but, um, um, initially it was, the value was public quality is the public, uh, education was good that we thought. And so that was great. But then we started seeing, um, we started seeing at least um, we start seeing some decline academically and like our younger kids weren't getting challenged. And then of course we talked about the whole AISD um, thing going on. Yeah. The
0: sexuality agenda. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so at that point we were kind of torn because the, our older two had um, the AISD fine arts program is, is incredible. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, so we were kind of torn. We're like, ah, oh, we don't want to take them away from that. And, and actually, we didn't have an option anyway because of uh, Valor. It, it started out with, like, grades, what, I don't know, eight. Their
1: first graduating class is a year younger than our oldest kid. Okay. Yeah, okay. so that was, yeah. even was an never option for an for option av- for him.
2: Yeah,
0: there, all the, the foundation of all the options weren't, aren't there yet. Right. right. Yeah. But for our, our younger two,
2: definitely weren't getting challenged uh, academically. And there was a um, – anyway, it was a good breaking point for those two, and they weren't in fine arts, and they weren't necessarily going to to join – Uh, orchestra band um yeah yeah so it was
1: yeah well and and our julianne she was really having a hard time socially too even by that by that year and so there was no joy in the in the actual academics because there was no challenge and it was a really rough year yeah and it just yeah everything pointed to we needed to do something different for her
0: yeah yeah and, and what would you say, like, what was the hardest about making those decisions? Was it, you know, there's always that aspect of like, well, what are the people going to think or you know, the other family or, you know, like what were, what was some of the things that you guys were thinking that made this decision, your education decisions possibly hard or difficult, you know, and m- maybe most of it was internal or just within you guys, or maybe you had to deal with some criticism of the people are thinking that you're crazy or you're this, you know, whatever. I mean, cause you just. You know, there's always critics and always people that don't understand and so it's easy to poke and and that sort of thing. So what, what made the decisions hard?
2: Well, one thing that made it hard, we talked about um the idea of keeping <laughs> Elijah and Adam there, um, because of all the garbage that they were being bombarded with in it, classes. It
1: intensifies at middle school. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But um and so that meant it meant that we were gonna to have to be vigilant of, like you know, reading the books ahead of them to see oh, what kind of garbage yeah. they're going to have. That to sounds read. terrible. Yeah.
0: That well, sounds like so much work. Oh, I my enjoy gosh. Reading. I enjoy reading. I did actually oh, read a few okay. that I enjoyed. It yeah.
1: was great. It was a pleasant surprise. But That's you awesome. need to read all of their English books that are assigned or talk to a buddy who has, you yeah. know, divide yeah. and conquer. For sure. Because um, you got to know what messages the kids are getting, Yeah. whether it's in their, their literature or in their in their advisory period where they're t- they're doing their social emotional learning. What what messages are these kids getting? Yeah. And how how do how do we meet those messages? Yeah,
0: for sure. So for you guys there's a value of you're just not gonna let the school teach whatever they want. And I guess I mean not that you can dictate what they teach, I guess, but you're just not gonna let them they're going to teach what they're going to teach, but you're going to make sure you're going to know what, what they're being taught.
2: So you can go back and clean up behind them.
0: Now. So give an example <laughs> of that you if you to, don't yes. mind. Cause I, cause I would agree. Cause all the man in movies, we'll watch at home, you know, 18 billion years ago. I'm like, Paisley, that's not true. I go Paisley. I believe that the earth is about 7,500 years old. Like I don't believe in, and there's other great pastors and I mean people I highly respect that would not believe that. But I'm like, Paisley, this is what I believe. And we'll, we'll figure this out later on what you believe, but that's not true. And it's in a Disney movie, but, but it, but it's a big deal to me because I'm like, sweetie, the earth isn't billions of years old. So anyway, so I, I get, so, but, so maybe give us an example of, of something that they learned in whatever book, you know, and why, and how you guys went about doing that in terms of like, this is not true or having that dialogue, you know, just give us an example of that if you don't mind. Maybe there's too many. There, <laughs> uh, there
1: are several. Um, I'm thinking about the, the incidents in, in uh, Elijah's science class in eighth grade, eighth, seventh or eighth grade. His teacher said something about, oh, they were talking about the origins of the universe. No, and yeah. his teacher had a, a pretty strange theory. I thought it was his own, I'm not sure exactly where he got it from. Yeah. And then, some, some one of the students had piped up and said, Well, what if God made it all? That's a pretty brave student, yeah. you know. And yeah. I don't know that Elijah said anything, but the teacher said, We don't entertain myths in this classroom. Oh, wow. <laughs>
2: And yet, if you he heard whatever, I can't but, remember his theory. his theory. His theory was so off the wall. It
0: it, it yeah. was pretty mythical. Yeah, but it was. Uh, yeah. But it was his myth. Yeah. Exactly. So for Before sure it was. And
2: so, it was okay.
1: yes. So, you know, Elijah comes home that evening and, and tells us about it. Um, and, and at that point, you know, he's old enough to know. Yeah. He's He's old enough to know that I'm not going to accept what this teacher says necessarily as truth. Yeah. But this doesn't line up with what I know already. Yeah, but you still have to figure out how to interact with that teacher who's quite likely lost.
0: Yeah, and
1: how do we how do we show this guy grace, and how do we absolutely how do we point out that you know there are other ideas out mm-hmm. there?
0: Yeah, and I think it's important for us to know that as Christians, we know that God has a biblical worldview and a biblical standard for us to follow, and we fail in all the time but it's not appropriate for us to put a biblical worldview upon somebody who's not a believer. So we should we should be okay, and it should be normative for us to say, well, they're not a believer, so of course they're not going to have biblical values. And so we, we need to learn those things, um, especially when it comes to when our teenager comes home and says, the teacher said... You know, it may not be a great idea to send a hate email. Um, Maybe there's times for that. You know, I I haven't crossed that yet. We did
1: have a conversation.
0: Okay, yeah, and and that's great. Like, and so, but I think it's important for us just to know that um, we're not going to ghost or cancel them. And you're not hinting towards that at all. Just to clarify, but just it's important for us to we're gonna have to have these dialogues our entire lives. Um, I mean, I know other pastors who would would say that in Genesis one, one, uh, each day is a thousand years. And I'm like, well, the Hebrew word Yom means a literal 24 hour day. So scripture is pretty straightforward. It's very logical. It's very, um, is written in such a way for us to, uh, understand. And so I would say, well, that's wrong, but I'm not going to, it's not going to be something that's going to hinder my relationship or I'm going to think he's a, you know, going off the deep end. Now he could if he said he didn't believe in the Holy Spirit, then I maybe think he was off the deep end. But so there's a you know, there's there's <laughs> there a, a scale. Yes, yes, ma'am, non-essential. So and and so and just for clarity, and, and I don't even fully understand the whole agenda, the sexuality agenda that is, and th- that's a big deal that's taking place right now. And if you're not in Austin or in the Metroplex, you probably uh, you know, other cities or whatever may or may not be facing this. But when we say the sexuality agenda, like, what do you guys mean by that? And from your guys' experience, cause I, I mean, I've just scratched the surface and that's probably been talking with parents like you and a few others. And so what does that mean? Um, when, when we say there's a huge sexuality agenda right now in the public school system or even in culture in general?
1: Well, I found it pretty opening. Um, even, even from way back when our oldest, Adam, was in fifth grade, um, now, you know, you've got to know what they're going to teach Yeah. when they say we're going to have a little sex ed talk with our fifth graders. Well, OK, is it are we just telling the kids how their bodies change? OK, sticking to, to biological facts or is there more? Yeah. And that used to be all that was.
0: But and and would you say sorry to interrupt? Would you say that if they were going to stick to biological facts, boys have penises, girls have vaginas, we should not, you know, stare at each other naked, <laughs> you know, just basic fact. Maybe they wouldn't say that. I guess I don't know. But sure, but these would are the would that, that
1: everybody's going to go through? Yeah, it's awkward. Deal with it. Yeah,
0: you're going to get pimples and hair and you know whatever. Whatever. Stink. Yeah. Would that bother you guys at all? If that's all the what was said, or I mean, obviously yeah, was, that's not the whole list, but no okay
1: uh well and, and even I mean, you know there was sex ed when i was growing up yeah and you know we had that in fifth grade and then in seventh yeah. grade we had a little more yeah it hasn't changed Believe, <laughs> yeah. it, or not. <laughs> believe it or
0: not. it's pretty straightforward I like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there's there's
1: no there's nothing new under the sun yes yes but, ma'am uh, but you know and so they go into a little more detail with seventh graders and they would teach a little bit more graphic about about the sex act and yeah. about you know, what are what are consequences of, of yeah. activity prior to marriage and um, diseases that you can get as a result. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they left it there. Yeah. They didn't uh, didn't didn't really get off into the morals of anything. Um, they just left it there.
0: Yeah. Just the facts. Yes. Yeah. The biological yeah. facts of things. And yeah. yeah.
1: And same even in high school health class with us. It was it was just okay, now let's tell you about contraception because we really don't think you're going to be abstinent, which I always found insulting. Mm. Um, But they did still stress, like the Texas law says you have to, uh, that abstinence is the ideal choice before marriage. It's it's the healthiest, safest thing. Yes, it is. And And the most God-honoring. Okay, none of that is being taught anymore like that. Um, and a di- the whole overall message is, well, kids are sexual beings, so they're going to do whatever, whatever feels good. And you have a right to whatever feels good and, yeah. uh, whatever form that takes for you, that's great. And if you don't celebrate any alternative sexualities or trans I- ideology, if you don't celebrate those things, well, we're going to call you names. Mm. I mean, it's, it's pretty, they're pretty militant about it. And, I,
2: man,
0: <laughs> yeah. And when they say, like, from your guys' experience, when they say, if you don't celebrate this, like, what does that mean? Like, like, what, 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 what have they specifically? Commun- when I, I mean, just the, when I say they, sorry, I just mean the public school system. Like, what are they saying when they say, you know, Adam, you need to celebrate this, or you know,
2: I give one example. One of our kids came home. He said that he was basically taught middle that school. It was that he was was homophobic. You're homophobic if you don't agree with. If oh, you
1: believe... Oh, I remember the wording because it okay. took me so, mu- so much to get it. The administration would not give me the lesson because... They would hide it. They, they, oh, they hid it. Man. But I had to do yeah. open records. I had to... It okay. was a mess. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, he came home and told us one day that that they had these definitions for different words, you know, like racist and, and xenophobe and all that. And then yeah. their definition for homophobia was having the belief that homosexuality is not the norm or is morally wrong.
0: Wow. Mm.
1: And yeah, that was that's mm. yes, effectively yeah. calling kids names for not, yeah. not being on board, not for having moral convictions that go yeah. counter to what's being taught.
2: And when we talk about agenda, besides just the fact that they're trying to push that, like Rebecca said, um, we couldn't find that in print. It was like they t- would teach it to the kids, and they literally would not share it with you.
0: Um, like it wasn't a no, like in the the no, printout for the curriculum. No, you're saying basically
2: right? had to talk to a teacher and then find out. But we didn't want to ask her to show it to us uh, in print because we didn't want to get her in trouble. Well, for sure. I asked
1: for it, and she said, "Well, we're not supposed to give it out, but huh. because <laughs> Which, but because I, I get it. You're a parent. You want to know. I will read it to you. Yeah. So she read it to me. Thankfully.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, but that, but the fact that they would even—they're not willing to even put it in print. a to get mm-hmm.
1: it in print, man. By talking to the principal's uh, yeah. supervisor and, you know, it, it was a—it was a mess. Man, that's and hard. I know that that's not an isolated incident. Yeah. With that, it—it it is subversive, and it, it is—they do try to get around parents who might be opposed.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's hard.
2: But now, as far as the agenda and stuff that, um, <laughs> what's everything? They push it down to kindergarten, oh, yeah, right?
1: They've. They uh they've flown the rainbow flag out from the main flagpole in front of an elementary school. Mm. And of course kids are like, What is that? Yeah, you know, so then you got then you end up having a conversation before you want to have the conversation.
2: Yeah. So yeah. again, yeah, it's not so let me back up. So it's not, hey, let's let's get into LBG I c I can't even remember all the Yeah, LGBTQ. Okay. It could be even yeah, so AI it's not it. to get in their face and to say you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. Or to, I mean you can be uh but it's not it's not enough to um you have to agree and celebrate and say that hey what you're doing is great and stuff like that you have to be uh that kind of inclusive as yeah. opposed to just um you know cuz they they say no place for hate well of course we're not called to hate i no, understand at that at and
0: and that's just to love our enemies
2: that's fine but then it's <clears throat> but this is uh no place Oh, no,
1: no place for other thought. Other thought.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, mm. And uh, anyway, yeah. If you don't celebrate it, then yeah. uh, anyway, it's uh,
0: well, like that. That's got to be It's coercive. Yeah, that's hard. And and uh, you know, just a few things. Again, I'm not at this phase of life yet with my kids yet, and you know, the first thing I guess. And there's lots of viewpoints and opinions, but I just my thinking is, I'm like, that doesn't have anything to do with education. Exactly. That that's a that's a struggle for me because. Mm. Cause personally I'm like, well, if I owned a business to, you know, I did HVAC systems, well, I'm not going to like sell plants. Like, cause that's <laughs> it, like, that doesn't have anything right. to do oh, with right. HVAC. Like, like, you know, I mean, that well, would just seem like a terrible business plan. Like, and so, and, and I know that education, it, it's not a business, but it just, that that's a struggle that I personally have. is I'm like, this has nothing to with education. So why are you pushing that? Like, please educate, um, with, you know, the basic things of, you know, of life or, you know, whatever. Well, we,
1: we do see, we do see the public schools in particular have kind of ended up making themselves all things to all people. You know, where they're providing, uh, yeah. they're distributing free food for low-income people. And yeah. that's definitely, it's a need. But, yeah. I, you know. Is it really necessarily? Does it make the most sense for a school to be doing that, yeah. or should maybe mm-hmm. local food banks be in charge of that? For you know, sure. Uh, so that's yeah. that's up for debate. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the way that this this social education comes out is it's because you know not everybody has the church, not everybody has yeah. parents who are involved in speaking into that mm-hmm. kind of guidance into their kids, and maybe they can't. Maybe they're maybe yeah. they're working two jobs and whatnot. And so the, the thinking behind it, I do think it's actually well intended Yeah, because I, I would there agree are with that. people who think, well, kids need this. Well, of course they do. But because some kids don't get it outside of school, well, we better, we better provide it. Yeah. And, and they're just lost. They're misguided people. They, yeah. they, they mean well, but they're lost.
0: Yeah. I think it's a great observation because I, you know, I grew up very pretty poor for um, American standards, for sure. Not probably not worldly standards, but American standards for sure. And I remember the elementary school had a after school program for kids. You know that, and so they saw the need, and like, well, let's fill this need. And and you know, and so I, I get why um, schools would have this type of logic. Like, you know, if the child or the student is in school, but they're hungry because they don't get enough food at home, well, yeah, that's gonna affect their their ability to comprehend and so I, I i get why they would want to add this to the docket of things to try to to help with or, or whatever and so i don't agree with it but i still i understand the logic behind at least that particular sure. aspect of it and,
1: and a lot of it has now come up against starting to trample parental rights for those who are involved and who are you know families like us who have some pretty strong convictions about yeah. what we believe about yeah. those things. Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, and we're not at all saying that if, you know, I mean, I, I I'm just, in my opinion, scripture is very clear. Um, sin is sin. Uh, I'm not going to poke at somebody for, um, a, a sexual sin in, in whatever arena and look at that as worse than any other. So I'm not going to do that. I, I do think that scripture does give an aspect where sexual sin is different in scripture. And, and we don't really have time to go into those details, but, um, so we're not at all saying that people who struggle with, uh, it's not, it's, it's sin that drives us to hell and separation from God. It's not this one sin. Um, and so, um, just to be clear on that. And so, and, and you mentioned authority and this has been a difficult thing for me to comprehend. Again, not my kids aren't middle school and high school yet, but I'd love for you to speak into this just like, how much authority do you see the kids, how much authority do you see that the school has over your kids? Because I often feel like, especially I'm pretty biased. I'm a youth pastor and I want every student in the city involved in what we do. And there'll be times where like a student will say, well, well we can't leave school early because of this. Or I'm like, well, but you would do that for like a baseball game. So why can't you do that for youth ministry? You know, just, and there's a selfish, selfish, (laughs) probably sinful things, but so I'm like, well, the school doesn't have authority over you. Like, you know, and and there's some rebellion of that in me, but I've often thought outside looking in that often parents can allow the school to have more authority over their kids than they really have. And so like, does that make, does that make sense? I'd love for you guys just to speak in that a little bit and kind of, you know, just from your guys' perspective and your guys' experience.
2: Well, I guess where we definitely draw the line is is moral authority. Because you know, when when the kids come home, uh, when the kids come home and tell us where they've had you know crazy things taught to them, especially in like the SEL, the social emotional learning, or things like that, we make it clear to them that uh, uh, that that's not biblical. That that's not. but that's not legit and that the school has no authority or clue at that point. But, um, as far as, you know, otherwise, um, I mean, I feel like they do have authority as far as like, I I wouldn't cut them out of school just for that.
0: For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But
2: I mean, so we want to, we want to respect, you know, we want to respect the the teachers and the administration as far as, uh, rules that are reasonable academics and whatnot. Yeah. It's just, uh, don't cheat. Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to, (laughs) So our, our, most, of our, on time. most of our most of our problem with authority, if you will, has been with uh, the the quote unquote uh, morality of yeah. authority that we feel like they have none. And, For sure, uh, yeah. and that's where we keep banging our head. As well, yeah.
1: and, and and actually in the state of Texas too, you have there are parental rights that are supposed to be protected under Texas Education Code, where parents are entitled to opt out of any teaching that is not academic.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Any I teaching, didn't know that. Yes. And I That's think a awesome. lot
1: of parents don't know that. Yeah, too. I didn't. Yeah. And all you have to do is send an email to the teacher and principal and say, hey, I don't want Junior being part of this teaching on XYZ. Yeah. And, you know, and they have to let your kid out of it. That's awesome. Penalty That's good free. Penalty free. That's awesome. And yeah. so, so, yes, sometimes our kids have gone to the library and made their friends jealous, gone to the library and read, read for pleasure, <laughs> do origami, because yeah. I don't want them sitting through this particular lesson yeah. that's going to teach only one side of the political yeah. spectrum on a particular issue. Yeah, and for sure. I know. Yeah, and it depends on the kid, depends on the ages, depends yeah. on the personalities, absolutely. depends on the subject. Yeah,
0: absolutely. But,
1: but parents do have that Right.
0: Well, that's, I, I had no idea. And, 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 you know, and you guys aren't saying this at all, but just to be very clear, like we're not saying that, it, that public school is wrong or bad. I mean, we're just, there's the world is broken. Every aspect of the world, the world is groaning as scripture says, it's all sinful. It's all messed up. And so, and nor are we saying that like, all te- like there's great teachers, there's great administration. Like, yep, like I know so many people in either public school or you name it. I'm like, they're as passionate about loving and, and teaching kids as anybody you're going to find. And so not at all are we saying that, that, you know, you, public school system is the wrong choice or, or none of these are really the wrong choice. It, it really comes down to biblical conviction and values for every family to make that decision. Well, and I guess to an extent, I mean, it also depends on the options you have. Like, if you're in an area where there's no private schools, well then like, that's not an option that you have to worry about. Like, I mean, I guess unless you're going right. to make your own, but um, so what is social emotional learning? I remember I was talking to Adam, your oldest one, and he mentioned that one time and I was a little shocked by some of the things he actually told me. I was like, I don't want to <laughs> know anymore. Cool. Let's let's uh, how's band going. You know, I was like, Oh, because it got me. I was on a fired up day that yeah. day. And I was like, Oh, I don't need any more adrenaline pumping through my brain. Um but what what is social emotional learning is, is that through all like the whole like little bitties all the way through Yes. Okay.
1: And it's it's basically it's character education. Okay.
0: Okay. Which I'm familiar with that yeah. with that it's, concept.
1: And that's basically what it is. Okay. But they tend, they tend. To, that's where they also put all their anti-bullying and that sort of material in there. And then,
0: and sorry, when you say anti-bullying, you're not just referring to like the kids who are beating up other kids for lunch money. That's not what you mean when you say bullying, correct?
1: Well, that's. It seems that way on the surface, but it is more than that. <laughs> for that's sure, that is that is often where they will try to put in the sexual agenda we talked to gotcha. about earlier. Uh, they will try to put that. You know. Yeah. So, But yes, and, and I know at least in Austin ISD, it is from kinder at least through the very end of high school.
0: Is this a weekly thing or a monthly thing?
1: It's at least weekly.
0: Okay. And in, like everybody has to participate?
1: Well, that's one of the things you can opt out of if you want. Okay. okay. But, I,
0: I, uh, I, I, I yeah. assume so, but...
1: But most parents don't know to. And a lot of times in elementary, it might be okay. You know, um, I mean, I remember I was looking at looking at one of the lessons, and it was, we get to laughing about it, because it was talking, dealing with strong feelings. You yeah. Know, oh, okay, stop, oh. name your feelings, calm down. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. Some kids, a lot of kids, hopefully will get that from their parents, you know, the learning self-control and learning how to yeah. manage, how to self-govern. But not everybody does, and they For sure. feel like that needs to be taught in school. Okay, so, you know, there are plenty of them that are harmless. Yeah. And and you know, like I said, if if you don't have the church, you don't have a place to get, yeah, concepts like that handled. Yeah, then that's the place for it.
2: Yeah, for sure. A lot of our problem with that too was, uh, like Rebecca said, um, you know, we're not saying it's a hundred percent evil or for anything sure. like that. Yeah, yeah. So there was there was stuff that was fine in there, and but the thing was, and you know, to be able to find out what they're going to be teaching, the stuff wasn't um, in general. For us, the, uh, the curriculum wasn't put together, and so you couldn't preview it beforehand. You'd hear about Uh-oh. it after the fact. You'd hear about it. You, you learned what today? They told you what? And, uh, and then when Rebecca would call and try to be proactive, um, it, depending, this is rule of thumb, um, it was hard to try to find out what they were going to really be talking about. And maybe they'd mm. give you like a little um, two sentences about what they're going to be talking about. So you look at it and you go, mm. what's that mean? What's that mean? Well, whatever, we can teach that, but, you know, we'll opt out of that because, um, because the, yeah, again, the curriculum, in their defense, part of it was being developed at the time. For sure. Other times, though, like Rebecca, the case we mentioned before, literally they, they would not send it to you. They would mm. uh, The teacher was only allowed to read it because you weren't allowed to see it in print.
1: The excuse was that, oh, well, it's proprietary. We developed it, and we don't want anyone taking it. Well, I'm sorry. I'm a parent, and I have a legal right to see well, yeah. you're teaching my kid. Yeah, right? for sure. Wow. So, so it, yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, and I even think too, like, even if it wasn't things I disagreed with, even what you're describing to me, even if it was just about like, I, I don't know, PE, but every time I called to find out, hey, what is going to be going on, I just, you know, and they, and if I got the sense that they're hiding stuff, I'm going to start creating a story in my mind um, it, even if it's true or not, I'm gonna be thinking from the way that you guys are describing. I'm like, okay, there's some shady stuff going on. They, <laughs> they whether they, there is or not. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Whether because because there's not much transparency there, and so that's why I think for me personally, I've I've especially being in church world, I'd I'd rather be extremely transparent and take criticism for that versus trying for others to be thinking that I'm. Um, like trying to hide something. Like I don't, have, I don't have an agenda. The agenda that I have is honor the Lord, be simply about Jesus, help students meet, know, and follow Jesus. And sure, I've made lots of mistakes, but you can ask any question in the world that you want. And like most parents have my cell phone, maybe too many parents, because I get a lot, <laughs> a lot of texts, a lot of texts. But but I'd rather, just personally, I'd rather err on the side of openness. So that way, when there is criticism, um, uh, my father-in-law often says, um, critics exist to keep us honest. And so, And, and, and I don't mean critic in a bad way, but like for you to call and like somewhat of a critic, but in a good way. So like, I I often think like when somebody criticizes me, I'm like, okay, what's the good, what, what's the, what's the things in it that, that, are true if I like it or not. So what do I need to own and repent and, and do better at? And then, and. And even if they, I was criticized and I had all the ducks in the row or whatever. And I, yeah, here, here, here's the, Oh, great. Awesome. Like, so then it just lets me know that sweet, I'm on the ball. Like, so, but so anyway, just when you just describe this to me, it didn't, it, I don't even need to know the topic. I'm in my mind creating a story of concern and I don't trust what's taking place. Because of the way that things are being communicated. Well, and the, <laughs> exactly.
2: And the, the the track history that we had with them, there were every a few now cases. and then you'll
1: get an, a, a jaw dropping event like they said what? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's just enough to make you go, oh, I gotta keep an eye on these people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be like if you had a creepy neighbor. I mean, you wouldn't. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> I don't have a cre- I don't. have any creepy neighbor. Just to clarify. But uh. but the point is, you know, if some dude was you know, flying around real slow in a white van with no windows. I mean, the dads are going to be staring that mug down, I would hope, you know. And not to, you know, but you, you get the point. Anyway, the point still stands, so. Maybe he really
1: is just handing out candy.
0: He may be, but I'm going to make sure he is, because that's my kid over there. So, <laughs> anyway, we actually do, we have the ice cream truck that comes around, the, the van that comes around the neighborhood. Right. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh. Like, they could. it could be like, you know, Pastor Brandon in there, and all I know, and I'd still be like, there's just something that feels weird about it. I, I don't know. Anyway, um, so uh, did you feel like that you wanted the education to be the same for all of your kids? Because I think this is a, a thing that I learned oh, a few years ago. Like, you don't have to have all the same kids in the same school. the same track or you know i've had i've known families that have homeschooled one because they just felt that that's what that student needed or that their child needed and others were public school and others were i mean just some have had a child or teenager in every option so kind of what's been your guys's thought process behind that for your specific family
2: oh well just from what we've said uh it's yeah, we definitely are not you know one size does not fit all um, with the, the older two boys being a lot with the uh, music, with orchestra and band, um, yeah. that was a big deal. Um, with our youngest, Samuel, he he wasn't getting pushed, and he was, yeah, anyway, it was, uh, it lazy? Defi- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um,
0: some
1: personalities, if you don't push them- For sure. They'll just sit back and coast.
0: Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yep, I always yeah. uh, had a hard time with my friends who were able to coast. I was like, bro, I, st- I studied like crazy to get this stinking <laughs> D. And you just showed up and got an A. I'm like, oh, anyway. Yeah. So you guys didn't really feel like they had, to, they, they didn't have to all go through the same track, so to speak.
1: No. And in fact, I I mean, Julianne, she's pretty competitive, she enjoys athletics. Yeah. She actually even has a better chance of doing more with that at a smaller school.
0: For sure, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Because I know I, it was just a new concept for me. I was like, well, all my kids are going to go to public school. And I'm like, oh, but that's not, not not everybody operates that way. And so it made me start asking questions and uh, on why families uh, would not always have them all on the same track or whatever.
1: Last year we had four kids in four different schools. I don't <laughs> recommend that if you can avoid it.
0: That's a lot of emails. That's yes. Uh,
1: well, three administrations and classrooms—you've got to keep an eye on.
0: Oh boy, that's a that's a lot of work. Yeah,
1: and one that you have to drive to all the time.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. So uh, let's get to kind of values because you know, again, I said earlier, every every decision we make is a value. We, you know, um, if if your kid plays baseball and you're gone every weekend and you never ever ever are involved in a local church then there's a clear statement here you value this this sport over church um and it could be any any example but so um so what values have really been uh what you're not willing to compromise on when it comes to making education choices for your kiddos
1: well, there's one thing that has come up along the way, and that's as we as we discover more and more about who our kids are. Um, I felt like we didn't really know them that well yet in kindergarten, <laughs> and, and now we know them better. Yeah. And when you find out your first grader is out there sharing the gospel with every single one of her classmates because she wants to make sure they all, all have heard it. Yeah. That's not a kid you go and put in a Christian school. Mm, amen. Yeah, um, there's a
0: mission. There's that, a reason yeah.
1: that kid is there, and that yeah. kid has access to other little open-minded first graders. Yeah, who are willing to ask questions that you know adults don't even ask. Yeah, for sure. Um, that that became important. That was yeah. a passion for her, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to. I was afraid, even when we moved from Austin ISD and moved her to. Valor, oh, no, all the Christian families have pulled their kids and put them there. What if it's a bubble, mm. an ideological bubble? Yeah. It turns out it's not. i um, very thankful to have discovered there's still been challenge for her there. Yeah. Um, but that, that has become important as we hear more and more conversations our kids have had with other kids that are, are lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's exciting. I feel mm. like I'm living vicariously <laughs> through my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, did you ask him this? Did you ask him this? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, why does he say that? And yeah. So it's 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 exciting. Yeah. And and for the personalities that we have, like for example, our, our big boys that are now in high school, neither one of them, even in middle school, the awkward, most awkward, icky years, neither one of them really seemed overly concerned with Other people's opinions of them, Mm, yeah, which Which is a blessing. I feel like that's unusual, yeah. And but I only have a girl perspective, so I I don't know. But those are—they're also thinkers and questioners, and they're not going to necessarily take everything that they're fed. For sure, they're going to think about it. They're going to ask questions, and they're going to ponder. And so, those are two personalities that absolutely it made sense to leave there even though it was hard and we had to be vigilant
0: yeah absolutely i love it what what would you say to a family <clears throat> and i know some families are in this particular category and they have the right to be where they would say due to the unbiblical teaching or unbiblical agenda or whatever you're, you know that you want to call it that the public school system and their agenda you would be unwise as as a family to put your kids in the public school system?
2: Well, I would, that would be, uh, that's one viewpoint. That, that would be pretty harsh to me. Um, I guess if you want to go the other uh, real extreme, you could say, okay, but what if you kept your kids in the perfect Christian bubble such that they were like that way all the way until they left for college? And then, it's going reality and the world's going to hit them like a ton of bricks. Yeah. So I think there's you know neither extreme. Um, I think even if you're in a uh, Christian private school or you know whatever the gamut is, I think the thing we've learned though is that you're going to have to uh, be very involved and, and keep up with what's going on. Yeah, because just because you go to a private school doesn't mean that you're you know that your kid won't be taught. Uh, falsehoods or non-truth um and so regardless it just means for us we've had to it, you know AISD happens to be something that uh those kids we had to follow a lot more but uh, it's not that we had to just turn off and go to sleep once our kids moved to valor yeah um, for sure oh, you've got to be involved in no matter what yeah um but uh but it definitely is a challenge if, if someone were to make that point then it's like yeah it's uh you've got to You've got to keep on it. But uh, we are, at least I I know Rebecca is too, pleased that, uh, I mean, Adam, uh, Lord willing, should be going off to college in a year or so. And to think that, okay, he's had to deal with this stuff for years now. And we've seen how he's handled it. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. And um, as opposed to he's never been challenged by stuff like that, by people who don't, uh, by teachers who basically are anti-biblical He's been challenged by that, and so it won't be new to him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it.
1: And it, it, it too, it goes back to, too, who the kid is. Yeah. And what's the family situation? You know, maybe, you know, it feels like a full-time job sometimes, Mm. keeping on on top of what's going on at all the different schools, especially if they're, if you're scattered across elementary, middle, high school. Yeah. uh, Whatever arrangements you've got set up maybe, maybe you've got both parents working and maybe they don't have the kind of time or flexibility that I happen to have. And maybe, maybe the personality of the kid is different too, because I know of, there are some kids that are especially vulnerable because they're more concerned maybe about what other people think. For sure. uh, And that personality absolutely needs more sheltering. Yeah. And so those are it's a valid reason for making that decision. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock that for us personally. That was not who our kids are for sure. Yeah. And so it, it was clear to us where, where they needed to go.
0: Yeah. And and I think that having that opinion is fine. I think that's a conviction. Like, I don't think you're going to find a Bible verse that says that's what you need to do. And that, that applies across the board. Um, but that, I mean, that's an, an option on the table for, I just, I've often seen a lot of poking, from parents to parents like, Oh, well their kid is in public school. Well, I'm like, well, like, and like for you guys, like there's a mission that, that your kids are on. Like, and, and for us um, specifically, I, like, you know, we're going to have lots of kiddos. And I, I think the education that the public school will be able to offer our kids is going to be better than what they're going to be able to get at home. And I would rather have personally the value of dialoguing and discussing with our kids along the way when somebody says, you know, like, you know, I remember when Paisley came home and, uh, somebody, you know, asked her out or whatever. And my first thought is like, well, <laughs> well, actually I shouldn't, I shouldn't say what my first thought was cause it's not honoring to the Lord. Um, but then I was like, okay, sweet, let's talk about this. Like, you know, and so just being able to talk about those things throughout that, that's a higher value than a complete shelter from the world. Um, cause I want to help launch them into the world. And so having those dialogues or for them to be able to be around somebody that, that drops the F bomb and to not like fall over in shock, like, (laughs) like, well, you're going to encounter this sweetie throughout your life or for Maverick. Like, so that would be a higher value than for me that I would desire than, than more of the bubble, you know, kind of thing. Um, so anyway, so just, I just know oftentimes in this specific discussion, um, I, I just can't help, but encourage parents to make the decision that's best fight for your family. What's best for your kids, despite what other people think or their opinion or viewpoint, because their kids are different. Like their, their needs are different. So, um, anyway, um, yeah, totally
2: agree. Not because, uh, by no means am I saying that, uh, you know, those who go to a private Christian school, you know, they're, Oh, they're putting their kids in the bubble or just saying that, uh, each family's got to make their own yeah. decisions and got to know their kids and uh, and what works best for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think too, of I man, how many single moms or single dads? It's like, yeah. man, they're probably not going to read sixteen emails, you know, you know, and you know, maybe they need to make a phone call to another single mom on the way to work to say, hey, like, what's going on, you know, just to find the ways. Or even grandparents are raising grandkids, you know, those. You know, and so there's just different different blends of families and circumstances that, um, and so there's not a blanket, like, perfect way for every family. So um, how high of a value is education for you guys and your family? Other than the fact that, like, legally, they have to go. Like, <laughs> but, it's, like. It's decently high for us, but. Uh,
1: but that's because our job as parents is a stewardship over these kids. Mm-hmm we are going to hopefully launch them into the world someday to do whatever God has for them to do according to how he made them. Yeah. And so far we are seeing that our kids are pretty good with academics. That's just who they are. It's how they're made. And so yes, education is important because we need to nurture that. We need to, we need to develop that and for whatever it's purpose is. We don't know because yeah. we haven't seen the end of the story. For
0: sure. If if they can't read, then life's going to be a little harder. It, now, it's not going to be impossible, but it's going to be a little harder, right? Like <laughs> there's some jobs uh, that you're not going to get if you can't read. And so there's, uh, there, it's, there's a need for it. Um, yeah.
1: Well, we've also... I know I've I've had this conversation with various ones of our kids that uh, whatever you go out and do with your life after you graduate from high school, whether you go on to college or and go and go end up being a doctor or a lawyer or whatever something real prestigious or or if you end up hanging wallpaper somewhere or yeah. whatever whatever you end up doing. I will feel like it's like I've been successful as a parent if you are honoring the Lord in what you do. Yeah. Yep. Amen. If you go be the very best plumber you can be, then, if that's what you yeah. end up doing.
0: Mm-hmm. That's uh, right.
1: Because, well, we're all here on mission, you know. There are pe- there are people at NXP that Peter has access to on a daily basis. Yeah. That somebody without his degree doesn't have. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. And. So education is a tool that we use to get us to those places.
0: Yeah, and and I bet Peter, your your business probably doesn't have the same biblical values that you have, <laughs> right?
2: That would be fair to say.
0: Yeah, and but that doesn't mean it. It's it's not God honoring to work there, or because no. oftentimes I remember when the whole agenda with Target and they're support of whatever and and, and in my mind I've, i struggle with that i'm like well i don't know i mean not that we go to target very often but i'm like i don't think i'm gonna not shop, shop at target because they have unbiblical things that they support because i'm pretty sure every everywhere i go they they've got enough if they're not believers in jesus like they've got an unbiblical agenda yeah. if that's abortion or a sexuality agenda like i, I like, it would take me my entire day. You
1: still have to live in the world.
0: Yes, yes. And so we're called to be in the world. And so um, anyway, so I, I think it's great. Um, well, I appreciate you guys' perspective. And so one, one last question. Would there ever be something that would cause you to say, we value this so much that we are going to pull our kids out of this school for this reason? Because I don't like for us specifically – you know, and I'm biased. Obviously I'm a youth pastor and, um, like we don't like my kids like are never ever going to have, well, I need to be careful how I say this, but Lord willing, when our kids are involved in sports or extracurricular stuff that we will be willing to say, sorry, sweetie, I know you have practice on Wednesday, but you need to communicate to your coach that you're not going because in our family, we value community and the way our church does that for you and your age group is on Wednesday night, so you're gonna miss whatever it is. Um, our daughter was in dance for a little bit, and she was preparing for this big recital. Well, it was on a Sunday at like eleven a.m., and I'm like, Sunday? I, I've got something going on, don't I? What is? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. I just, but I was like, but my my reaction was no, like I'm not gonna compromise. Like the value of us being in church. Like, I don't care if the president of, you know, our, or whoever invited us to whatever, it's happening when, 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 and it's competing with the value of us being involved. In. And that may be too extreme for most people and that's fine. That's why God's called me to lead my family as Not best as, as I, yes, I possibly can. And so, so what, like what, would there ever be something that would bump up against your guys' value system to where eventually you would say, you know what, sorry, Adam, we're, we're pulling you. We're um, taking you out of, you know, where well,
2: you're at. I'm sure there's there's got to be something that would go that far. Thankfully, it hasn't gotten that far. Yeah. Uh, well, it did for our younger two.
1: Um, we we pulled them largely because they weren't getting the academic challenge that they needed. Yeah. And yes, the agenda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> having to having to to monitor it and have all the conversations and manage yeah. all of the put out the fires as they crop up. Um it just can be too much after a while. Yeah. And with it, once you get a certain number of kids and the mm-hmm. whole of it together, it was no one thing
0: for sure. Yeah. And it wasn't like you woke up one day and like, oh, we're just going to do that. I mean, this has been,
2: Ooh. it was brewing. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't like there was one, uh, yeah, exactly. One line item that we, we saw and we said, well, have we hit that line yet? Have we hit that line? It, it built up and, and then, uh, thankfully God provided valor for us because, uh, we said, yeah. Oh wait, we heard about it. And, wow this and and for the time the period uh the ages of the kids when it happened uh it worked out very well for us yeah and i'm not saying by you know accident or coincidence but uh
1: well and personality wise julianne would have struggled had she gone to the middle school that her brothers went to Mm. that that would have been a pretty ugly social scene for her in particular yeah but god moved her just in time
0: yeah yeah for sure uh, actually one more question here for you guys. Sorry. It's been, it's been fun talking about this cause I'm learning lots and, uh, I'm helping me make decisions in the future. So, um, what, what advice or wisdom would you encourage parents in regards to just family values and education? Cause every family, if you've got kids, you're going to have to figure this out for your family. Like however that looks, no matter what stage of life, once you have kids, like this is, this, this conversation is going to happen to some degree. Um and so what what advice or wisdom encouragement would you guys give to parents? And what just cuz uh, just to let you think of just to give you a little bit of time to think about it like like when I think about uh for me specifically the value that drives the decisions that we make um uh I would go back to that value I uh, would encourage parents like hey like when other people criticize you for the choice you made What, what answer do you have? I guess if they ask, because oftentimes criticism, they just make statements and don't ask questions. So I've started to say, uh, you know, when somebody really criticizes and says, you know, whatever, I'm like, sorry, do you have a question? Uh, you didn't, (laughs) you're just yelling at me. Do you have a question? And so, and, and my response would be, well, here's the value of, of, of being on my kid, being on mission in their public school. So that's why we decided for our family to have our son, you know, in this school because of blank, because of this value. And so that would be my encouragement to, to, to parents to, to go back to the value that, that helped guide your decision, um, for why your kids are in the school option that they're in. And so what would, would you guys have any specific wisdom that you guys would like to give to parents? I feel like
1: it's a combination of things. Yeah, because part of it is training up a child in the way they should go training a child according yeah. to do their bent um, based on who your kid is. What's what's going to be the best environment for them to grow? Yeah. whatever their talents and natural tendencies are mm-hmm. um, socially, where are they going to thrive? You know, are there are there special ed services that for sure that mm-hmm. your kid needs? You yeah, know, um, all those things. Just so considering who your kid is mm-hmm. and in the process. And no, it's good. Uh, but yeah, what what is what does it look like from a, a mission standpoint? You know, I, I've been able to meet people too because yeah. I, you go and you volunteer on campus for this, that, and the other. Yeah, You rub shoulders with other parents. And yeah, I love it. Get to get to get connected, and that's access I wouldn't otherwise have either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because I'm home and not out in the workplace somewhere, that's a really good thing for me to have right now. Yeah, and so. Looking at it too from the perspective of our family as missionaries, wherever we are, yeah, that's another factor. Um, but one really big thing I would say that's practical is have dinner together if you can, because hmm. we have had some really great conversations that have come out as a result of just having dinner together more yeah. nights than not. Yeah, we don't on Wednesday night, we can't. <laughs> because our kids are here, that, uh, <laughs> but,
0: that is that's why we provide dinner. Yes, I know it's <laughs> wonderful convenience. Yes, highly recommend. Yeah, but,
1: but all the other nights of the week, we we work pretty hard to guard that. Yeah, so that we can have that time to reconnect and yeah, find out it's not always it's not always stimulating conversation for sure.
0: Well, and there's even <laughs> there's even values that drive that decision, like to have dinner together. So m- my assumption is you're kids aren't involved in sports that are dragging you around the state. Not yet. Not yet. So, (laughs) so, you know, so at least at this particular time, there's, there's things that you said no to so that you can be around the table together. And, and, and as hard, and I, man, this has just been my world around lately, but just, it's easy to just say yes to things that then you get down the road and you're like, you know, this does nothing for my family and we're doing these things that are fine but in this stage of life, like it's actually dividing our family and we can't ever sit around a table and it will take hard decisions and things to say no to in order for people to sit around tables together. Yeah. Um, you and so to say
1: notice some good things.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's great. And I, those are all awesome things. Rebecca, Peter, would you say anything specific brother? I mean, uh, other than the last hour of things that we've already <laughs> talked about. So
2: no, the only, um, uh this is not a, a value per se, but well, the value being that you're the parent and the school is not. Amen. Um, and you can't, uh, yeah, you can't, uh, expect the school to be, well, I don't think it's wisdom to expect the school to be your, the parents. Mm. And, yeah. Um, and that's the problem we, I think maybe in a nutshell, we talked about, you know, AISD reaching out and, and feeding people. Okay. Maybe it's not their speciality, but, uh, um, but still, it's it's a good thing. But but then they reach in, they try to be the parent, and uh, and they try to go in areas where well, no, we we need to be the parent. Yeah. So regardless of ASD or, or wherever you are, for sure. You know, of yeah. course, you've got to you've got to be the parent and uh, of yeah. your kids. And uh,
0: no, that's good. And I think of the other side. I think of the te- like for me, because I didn't have a dad around, and I think of all the teachers who were crazy influential in my life hmm. because life at home was not great. So I even think of, you know, the believing teachers who are out there that are like, man, I don't agree with the values of this school, but I'm here being a light. And, and how many students, I mean, man, how many people could, could point back in their life and say, I remember when this teacher, you know, saw value in me or spoke truth into me and, and encouraged me and took on not a parent role, but, 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 a but a huge influence in their lives and sometimes a parent role and you know, maybe dr- taking them home or, you know, whatever. And, and so I even think of that, like, cause I absolutely agree with what you're saying. Uh, but then I like, often I think about like as, as a church, often I think about like the the teenagers who come and they're a part of our ministry that don't have parent, uh, parents, a believing parent specifically. Yeah. And then I'm like, I, then I feel like I'm responsible for their spiritual state, which is really not true to an extent, but I but I want to embrace that as best I can and encourage them. Well, and, and most I want to know the mom and dad too. But so anyway, so just even for um, just believing teachers out there, like their influence that they can have is yep. pretty amazing to be able to speak into those kids' lives who, and teenage lives who don't have parents. Um, so well, thank you guys so so very much. Um, and actually, I have one last thought that came to my mind. I often think that. Um, we shouldn't assume that our kids need the same education that or option or track that we had. Right. I mean, because education, I mean, there is nothing. I mean, there are some aspects, I guess, for our education experience that would be similar, but there's a lot more differences between our high school and middle school experience versus, you know, our kids experience. I mean, there's a ton of different, these are not apples to apples. I know technically, yes, they, they, we went to school, they're going to school, but they are not the same. Like the, this, the agenda and just the culture and um, they're way different. So to not assume that just because I went to public school that my kids have to, um, I think it is, is wise as well. So anyway, thank you guys so very much for uh, being on with us today. Um, and thanks for joining us today on the house on fire podcast. Please share this so others can be blessed by the conversation we had today. And we'll see you all next time.